Okay, this week we are diving headfirst into the triangle of sadness. Um, A black comedy film that explores themes such as excess and luxury and how that can lead people to be out of touch. Uh, Economic themes such as capitalism, uh, social class, statuses, all those kind of things. And a film that pulls no punches and takes you for quite a ride. Yes, that's all good and well, Hunter. However, yeah, I would be remiss if I did not pose the question of the day, which is, but is Triangle of Sadness good? Let's talk about that, Zach. Let's have a conversation. Let's create a dialogue. <laughs> a dial that is on record and then post that on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound good? Yes. Yeah. Sick. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Hi. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can okay. talk about a movie. Yeah, we're going to talk about the movie that we were watching. We're going to talk about <laughs> a little movie that we uh, watched on the TV. Yep, watched it on the screen. We watched it on the on the thing. Mm-hmm. Welcome, hello, welcome to episode 110. No, sorry, 109. <laughs> Damn, I just said that. <laughs> we just I just did the rhyme. I said 109 and we're doing fine. I know, we just did everything and I messed it up. Mm-hmm. 109 mm-hmm. of uh, But It's a Good Podcast. I am your host, Hunter Callahan. And I'm your host, Zach Olson. And it's clear to me that you're looking ahead to next week, next week's episode, because... <laughs> You you want to say one ten so so voraciously? <laughs> Actually, you know, next week is I'm uh, I'm I don't know if excited is the right word. I'm like maybe like okay, yeah, let's hopefully hopefully it's a fun movie. Yeah, but we're not we're here d- to talk doing, about that. Yeah, we're doing that next week. It's Ant Man next week. Anyway, this week we are continuing one of our favorite series of the year. That's the Oscar Best Picture nominee. Mm-hmm. Series and we are on uh, not women talking because I'm bad at planning ahead. We are on triangle of sadness. Yes. Um, my apologies. That's this is all on my this is this is my fault. Uh, it's playing relatively locally, mm-hmm. um, but this week kind of got away from me. By the time I looked at showtimes, there was just too much happening, and I just I would have had to have been seeing the movie now at the time of this, like the, the exact time that we were, were recording this episode. That would have been cool though if you took all your equipment and like your your laptop into the theater <laughs> and was just doing like a live a live reaction. Yeah, next time. Uh, but okay, we are doing there's a uh, woman talking, <laughs> and uh, they're still talking. We are doing women talking after Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we're doing Triangle of Sadness, a movie that I was woefully unprepared for. <laughs> Yeah, man. This was uh, I, it was not what I thought it was going to be. That's a theme yeah. of of the the year, is it not? <laughs> it is. It is. So is control and power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm telling you. So far, yeah. I, t- I was texting you last week when we were do no two weeks ago or was it last week? One of them. You said that the Oscars this year are about power. It's about power, and no, and I that, said it's about control. It's about the need yeah. for control. And you were like, "How so?" With your little bitch texts. And 
um, asking me questions like, how dare you? And I, I, I think it is. It 100% is. So far, your theme has r- is still ringing true. Mm-hmm. Even with a film like Elvis, which you could, that would be the one that I think you could argue, like, how is that about control, Zach, you butthead? No, I, and would, I, would, I say would say it is about control. It is yeah. about control. Yes, 100%. So, anyways. Yes. Uh, I would say so is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Controlling then, that, that need for yeah. speed. Yeah, there it is. Um, cool. Any housekeeping? Uh, you know, like, subscribe, share, do all the stuff. Do all the stuff. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram and please YouTube and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Please. Um, Zach, how are you? How's life? I'm good. You know, I'm just living life, living the dream. The Super Bowl's today. I know that's not yeah. about me, but it could be like a little housekeeping thing. So we're recording this yep. pre-Super Bowl. Who um, you got? I don't have a dog in this fight, man. This is like yeah, me neither. I, I really don't <laughs> care <laughs> personally. And it's not that I have anything against either team. Um, I guess maybe there are reasons for me to dislike both teams, but I, honestly, I don't. Uh, I could dislike the, the Kansas City Chiefs because uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother is just annoying as hell. <laughs> I don't know if you've <laughs> seen. I've heard that. I, I haven't seen anything, but I've, uh, I've heard it enough to know that it's a thing. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. And then the only reason that I would dislike the Eagles would be that, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts was a quarterback at Alabama, but that's petty. I'm not going to – so I really – like, I, I don't have any reason to cheer for either team, but I don't have a reason to dislike either team. I'm just ready to watch a football game, and hopefully yeah. it's not a blowout. So what about you? Yeah. Who are you pulling for? Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to pick – if I had to pick petty reasons to cheer for or against the team, I would say the same reason for the Eagles because Jalen Hurts is from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that's petty. I don't, I don't really care. And then a petty reason to cheer for somebody is that Harrison Bucker is a Georgia Tech grad, and he's on the uh, he's on the Chiefs. He's on the Chiefs. Yep. Um, and but I don't care. I'm more excited, frankly, to see Rihanna. I was gonna say uh, all the people. Uh, all of my friends at work uh, this week were like, Zach, are you going to watch the Rihanna concert? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I heard they're going to be opening up with like a bunch of, they're playing like a, a football game in her name or something like that. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I'm, awesome. I'm very excited for the, the halftime show. It's going to it's gonna yeah. be awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of it going on today, Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we uh, get started? Yeah, let's... let's um, uh, let's begin our journey with some spoiler-free reactions of the yeah. film, which we are talking about, which is Triangle of Sadness. I don't know why I drew that out so long. Oh, it's such a, <laughs> such, you like, just got every, you like just squeeze every word out of that possible thought. You <laughs> go first. Man, this movie's, uh... <laughs> so. But if you just ended it there. You. I got to tell you, this was a really interesting experience because for the first time in a while, mm-hmm. Hannah, Hannah watched a movie with me. Okay. Um, like, f- that sounds bad. We watch movies together quite frequently, but like one for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's Best Picture nominee. I mean, who, who knows? I said, all I know is that the poster is somebody throwing up. That's all I've seen. Yeah. Um, and it was not her cup of tea. <laughs> um, we watched about an hour or so of it. 
it was Friday night. It was super late, so we we didn't finish it. We watched, um, I think through uh, close to the end of part two of the movie. I'm gonna say that without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finished it uh, yesterday, and I gotta say, for some reason, first half, like watching the first half, I was like, okay, I'm tracking, but I was like, I don't know if this is my thing. Okay, it's a it's a bit on the nose to me in some areas where it's just like, it's not subtle. Um, right. But I got to say that the second half, when I watched the second half of so part three, mainly I enjoyed much, much more. And I have to say that after watching it, letting it simmer, I was like, it's a really clever movie. Yeah. And so I, I enjoyed it more than I think I did at first. That makes sense. Okay. Um, but that being said, there are parts where I was like, this is just so insane. Yeah. <clears throat> Once I caught up to that, I was like, all right, I guess. I will say part one, I really enjoyed. I thought was was really uh subtle, but also like clever in a way that it's 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 written to make you kind of feel uncomfortable, but also be like, what is happening? Um but then as the themes become clearer, like part three to me was really strong and I was like mm-hmm really enjoyed that part two i enjoyed for the most part i also was just like it's just so much and i was like maybe this is just for the sake of shock value i don't know i was mm. laughing at some parts but also it's kind of like well this is there's one part where like everything's going crazy and then he's like, like talk he's like reciting over the intercom where i was like this is mm-hmm. it felt very in my face well i mean C- the movie is the movie is in like <laughs> You're putting your face in the movie, right? Shh. You mean like I'm watching it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, <clears throat> I actually did enjoy it for the most part, yeah. Okay. What about you? Okay, okay. I think you liked this movie more than I did. I, yeah, this movie was great. Um, <laughs> whenever you say, I actually enjoyed it, that makes me, like, that... Instantly, I'm I'm thinking like, okay, you didn't want to, but <laughs> you gave up <laughs> and you enjoyed it. Cause what like, do you mean? Because you're not saying like, oh, I I enjoyed it. You're saying actually, I enjoyed it. You know, like. Well, there was it was there was some parts where I was like, I guess I just was totally unprepared for it, and okay. I was like, what okay. is? But also, um, for some reason, the part two just was weaker to me. It just it seemed like. We're just going to go crazy for the sake of going crazy. Where part one to me felt really like. Well, we'll talk about nuanced, that. Nuanced. Nuanced. We'll and about then part that. three. Yeah. But go on. Continue. We'll talk about part two because uh, we're going to talk about that mo- the, the movie today. That's what the that is true. purpose of the this podcast episode is. I. You're really drawing, just dragging stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, I. I don't understand how this keeps happening to us where, uh, like, we watched, I think the first time it happened was when we watched um, the Nicolas Cage film, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and we were just, Mm -hmm. like, not prepared for that, and it was just like, this is insane, and it's awesome. Then the very next week, we watched uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is insane. It's awesome. Then we watched Babylon a couple weeks ago. I just don't, like... This movie, I was not prepared for it. It caught me off guard. It was it was hilarious in parts. It was it was disturbing, very disturbing in parts. It was cringy. The first act to me was just like 
30 minutes of just cringe. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh no, I don't want to watch this, you know. But, it was but so in the well best done, way. Though. It was it was very well yeah. done. Um and I, I I had a good time throughout. I'll say that from from my perspective, act one and act two, because this is like a like a three part piece. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it literally it goes black screen part one, title, part yep. two, title, you know. Um parts one and two I thought were both really strong and then when part three started i was like this is a, dr- a drastic shift and i'm not sure if i like it but by the end of part three i thought it was the strongest of the three parts yeah um so it's like i was i was ascending and then there was a little dip and then i was ascending again you know in terms mm-hmm. of yeah but uh very strong very strong film great performances by everybody involved um yeah, yeah, I'm ready to to dive in with some spoiler stuff. So right. with that being uh, said, give a spoiler warning while I set up my camera. Yeah. So if you look off to the starboard, star starboard is it? Starboard. <laughs> starboard, like a bird that's made of. I don't. Know. I mean, I think it's spelled like board. Okay. The starboard. That, if you look over that side of the boat, over the horizon, you'll see a small vessel approaching. Uh. 20 knots and on that vessel uh. are a bunch of spoilers and they're they're coming they're coming so get ready is knots a, a measurement of distance or time or is it like both because I, you're I on think water it's distance. okay let's let's okay. find out hold on <laughs> knots oh goodness measurement no it's Speed. Okay. Yeah. So distance Speed. and time. I, I, I knew that. Actually. Boom. Speed. I was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Aviation <laughs> and nautical worlds. Knots is often times used in place of miles per hour or kilometers per hour. Yeah. Since it is easier to navigate with. Oh. Okay. You know how? It, do you know how it came about? They would tie it knots. They tied knots in the rope, and then they would go. And however many knots that. <laughs> went off the boat. They, uh, they. It was that many knots. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Are you, wait, seriously? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's how they they came. That that was like the early uh, invention of it. So I should have known that it was speed. I just wasn't thinking about it in the moment. Oh, you're so right. You're laughing at me. See, this is the shit so where where <laughs> like Hunter will text me and be like, actually, that's true because he wasn't expecting it to be true. He was I expecting wasn't. me I to wasn't. be full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it says that it's tied directly to latitude and longitude coordinate systems. Okay. Which is why it's used in navigation. The more you know. The there more you, you know. Go, guys. And Amazing. it's there's spoilers that are twenty knots away. Or I guess no, they're not they're moving twenty knots towards, yeah, towards us. us. <laughs> towards us at twenty knots. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, cool. It's my turn, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. It's gonna be are you gonna time yourself now. or do you want me to time you on the I will time myself. I got okay. it. Are you got it ready? Okay. This is Triangle of Sadness. Movie in a minute. Mm -hmm. Here we go. In three, two, one. Okay, so we meet uh, Carl and Yaya. Carl is a male model, and Yaya uh, is like an influencer. Um, They're having dinner. You know, it's awkward. You know, they're both kind of out of touch with reality. They want to pay the bill. It's really awkward, cringy. Uh, It seems like Carl wants to be more serious. I'm not sure. Anyway. They get invited to this uh, yacht, this cruise thing. It's a bunch of rich people. 
um, who are all kind of oblivious to just the way of the world, and they just kind of get what they want. And the whole point of the of the cruise is the crew gives them exactly what they want, no matter what. Uh, anyway, the the captain's drunk. It's Woody Harrelson. Uh, they had this crazy dinner, but the food went bad because the people made the, all the crew go swimming. Uh, so they all get um, food poisoning. They all puke and shit everywhere. It's literally all over the boat, just spewing out of stuff. And then stuff's just going crazy. Meanwhile, pirates show up, blow the boat up, and then these like some some of them get stri- uh, stuck on this island. Uh, the the tides change, if you will. That's <sighs> already a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the tides change, and that's the tides change. That's how the there because I mean, if you think about it, the end of the movie is the tides changing drastically. So well yes. done, well done. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just gonna leave that in. I'm just gonna leave it in. Whatever. Yeah, for sure. Why would why would we um, do that? It was perfect. The tide, tides change. The tides change. The tides change. My, do you watch The Office? Do you watch The Office? Yeah, of course. My, how the turntables have. How the turntables <laughs> have. Is you got to do the inflection. Have. Yeah. yeah. Oh. My, how My the turntables turn have. have. Oh, I'll be right back. Okay. He's walking away. He's trotting to a different room. I think he's going pee. Nope, he's not. He's getting a cup. Probably has some water in it. It's Baja Blast. <laughs> oh, gotcha. From nice. Taco Bell. Okay, cool. Let's jump right in, sir. All right. Um, act one uh, was. Um, act one, it was. It was clear. I know you used the word subtle. Uh, and maybe maybe something that you you tuned in on was subtle, but the opening sequence. I, I think with it might have been the wrong, wrong <laughs> phrase. But <laughs> the opening sequence where the um, fashion photographer was talking to these models that are outside waiting to audition for their, like you know some role or whatever. Yeah. And he's going H and M Balenciaga H and M Balenciaga yeah, yes. was was hilarious. It it like. I want to say it sets the tone, but it really doesn't because <laughs> the film has a bunch of different tones, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but then we see the, the the fashion show where he gets, like, bumped off his seat and he gets up on the third row. And it just felt like Ruben, Ruben Ostland is the director, the writer and director of this film. It just felt like a scathing... <laughs> a scathing takedown of, like, fashion culture where it's just, like, this this cellist... And there's like the the red behind her, and it's just yeah. like, uh, uh, oh God, what did he even say? It was like climate change. Yeah, uh, it was something <laughs> something like it, it. It it was honestly like it felt like they took every sort of trendy activist word, sure, and just threw and it on just the like yeah, threw them all in the sentence together. And then and it didn't even make sense. <laughs> it didn't, make, I mean? didn't make any sense. And then it's like all this stuff that's like really. I, I guess you could think it was powerful, but it just it feels really out of place. And then all of a sudden, this dance music starts, and it's like baby, 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 and all these models come out. <laughs> it's like it, it. It is. You're throwing out all these activist words, but then it's just like the entire premise of the event is excess and like unnecessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love fashion and fashion shows, but. It is like a, a scathing review of that environment. I thought it was well done. It's extremely on the nose. It's not subtle at all. Yeah. I guess was the point so I, I wanted to make. I actually I for, I blanked on like the entire fashion part. I was talking more about uh, the dinner scene and like Carl and Yaya. 
Okay. And the like their like relationship. Yeah. Um yeah, I totally honestly forgot about the whole fashion scene, but now that I'm thinking of it like yeah. Uh not not the opening, but the actual fashion show. Mm-hmm. Um where yeah, they like scooch down like one seat and he just like stands up and he's like, "Where do I um if you look, yeah, there's there's actually an empty seat. They all scooted down, and there was a there was a free seat there, so they didn't really need to. But anyways, continue. And what's funny is that uh, it just felt like this super like s- like cold like just world where they're just like n- no one really cares about anybody. Sure, you know what I mean. Um, but to your point, I- I'm somebody who like I have grown in the past couple of years to really love fashion. Mm-hmm. And I love daring fashion, and I and I love, I guess, like high fashion, if you will. But you have to be self-aware about it and kind of know, like, the world that you're in and kind of, like, what realm you're in and what what you're operating in and know that, I don't want to say it's just a piece of clothing, but, like, in reality, <coughs> while it can be art and it can say something, it's still just a piece of clothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make any sense at all? It did. Um, uh, I'm Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Just because, like, this, and I think this film does a good job of it, where, like, it's not even saying, like, oh, fashion shows can't be cool or meaningful or, like, important, or, like, this world can't be that, but saying, like, don't forget what it actually is. Right, it's pointing out, It's I mean, it's it's highlighting yeah. the, the hypocrisy, right, of, like, yeah. like, in, in the, it, the question is, like, do you use that platform to talk about things like that. But if you were really also at the same time, if you were really concerned about climate change and all these issues, you probably wouldn't be organizing this event in the first place. You'd probably be focused on, you know, solving those issues in a more concrete way. Right. And so it's, it's, it's it's highlighting that in, in my opinion. It's basically, yeah, it's saying, it's just like, you know, like you can love this stuff and still be passionate for real world things, but it's like, are you actually, or are you just? Oh, they're using using. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. But uh, I also loved the dinner scene. <laughs> I thought it was so it made good. Me, it made me so uncomfortable the entire thing, <laughs> like right, right from the like, beginning when you see him like looking down at the. He like he like flicks it a little bit. Yeah, just sort of like taps barely it. touches yeah. it, and she's like, "Thanks, babe. Thanks so much." And he's like, "Uh, okay, yeah, sure." Well, it's funny because like. <sighs> Yaya's an, an, an interesting character because in that opening scene, it's like she's kind of the worst. They, they're all pretty much the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end, I actually was more on her. I, I kind of felt for her and kind of related to her more and empathized with her. Sure. Um, but, I mean, like, immediately going from the, like, the ridiculous open of them, like, all shirtless doing the H&M Balenciaga, H&M Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. To the crazy excess fashion show, then you do at this nice restaurant, and like, she's oblivious to what's really actually happening. She's on her phone, you know, doing whatever. And they're influencers, so I guess that comes with the territory. But she's still. influencing. She's got an influence. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> like, what's funny to me about him is like, let me ask you this. I'll, I'll pose this okay. as a question. Do you think he genuinely is like trying to? talk about more important things or like wants that because also he seems oblivious to a lot of things too. Well, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that's genuine? Do you think he wants to have a deeper, more meaningful relationship? Do you, Carl, or do you think he just doesn't really know what to do? Carl is, um, 
he's an interesting character because he's trying to. I I do think like on, on a certain level he's trying to have like a genuine uh, relationship and like you know talk about issues about like I don't know equality or whatever you know he's talking about like um, you said you were gonna get it now you're not getting it you know and he can kind of like sniff out her. Uh, and she admits that she she's like manipulative, right? And that she mm-hmm. was like she intentionally didn't didn't touch the. But at the same time, he's also like doing it in a non self aware way. <laughs> so he's yeah. still he's still sort of um, I don't know. Like he he does all that, and then she gets upset, and then he feels like an ass, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he kind of was an ass. You know, I, I I don't know. I feel like there's a time and a place to have conversations like that. And maybe like at the table at the restaurant might not be that or right, in the elevator. Yeah. He's so insistent on, on things. Right. Um, and he, he also seems like a very vain character to me. Yeah. Like the I'm jumping ahead. But the scene where they're on the, the deck of the, the yacht and the dude's like uh, shirtless. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? Dude? Why'd you say hi? <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. Come on, you know? Yeah, Um, and you know, it's it comes back to that like double standard, like on on that scene of like um he which their relationship's interesting because he says uh, he tells her that he loves her. Multiple times. And then he says to her, like, I'm like you're gonna love me or something like that. So Uh she never actually says I love you back, I don't think, does she? Yeah, no, she doesn't. And so it's like but he makes like a wager with her to that he's that yeah, she's like, gonna fall in love with him. Like I bet I'll make you love me or something like that. And then mm-hmm. like that, Which that is other stupid. scene. <laughs> y- yes, it's not a good foundation for a relationship at all. Uh, that other scene is like shows this inherent distrust of her, I guess, where like, mm-hmm. and and a sense of like ownership. So it's like right. twofold. It's saying like I don't think you should be allowed to look at him. Or think he's attractive in whatever sense, mm-hmm. and you like you shouldn't say hi to him if I'm right here. Um, but, and also like I don't trust you, right? To like be faithful, I guess. But financially, not, we should be equal, and we should be you know blah 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 blah. Yes, blah, you know. Yeah, it's and it's a double standard. Like, it f- it seems like pseudo feminism, you know. Yeah, and it's like if she went up to the guy, and like openly like flirted with him or did something even more extreme whatever it said straight straight up like i'm attracted to you, you know whatever mm-hmm. okay you know maybe you have a like sin on saying hey that's just kind of rude like if you're with me but like she literally did just did just say hey to him and then you fast forward to the third act and he sorry spoiling i know i'm going ahead is sleeping with somebody else mm-hmm. in front of her and not acts, liter- and literally <laughs> no no yeah but like like everyone knows yeah and acts like his hands are tied, you know, and he's just like, oh, well, you know, I have to do it. He's got to do it for pretzels. The, the pretzels, yeah. But I mean, then, you know, behind closed doors, he's saying like, well, if we were a couple, we would have to hide it. And basically he's saying like he wants to be with. Um, that's insane. That's wild. What's, we'll what's we'll get name? there. I, I forgot her name. What's the Abigail. Abigail. Um, so, yeah, it is this like it, they both are so it seems and this is like, like a recurring theme. With all the characters that introduces, they're just so out of touch, I guess, so un- mm-hmm. like so unaware of themselves, and kind of the the way that they operate and the world that they actually exist in, not the one that they think that they've created. I guess if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
But um, but Ruben, uh, he's done interviews about this film, and he's talked about how the characters, he didn't want them, like, obviously they all suck. Like, almost everyone in the film sucks. Uh, maybe, uh, actually, everyone in the film sucks to a certain extent, but he didn't want them to be all bad. He wanted it to show that, like, because he didn't want it to just be this, like, rich people bad, not rich people good. Like, he didn't want that to be the message that's super simplistic and not necessarily true, right? So, yeah. like, one example... I, of I didn't get that. I didn't right. get that from it either. But one, one example of that is um, in part two when we meet uh, Winston and Cecilia, I think. They're the, the old couple who are arms dealers. <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're yeah, that's... <laughs> and they're the, they're the, but he, he, he did that, like... like uh, uh, practically speaking, they're probably the worst people on the on the boat because they, you know, create these weapons of death. Uh, weapons of death is redundant, isn't it? <laughs> Instru- it's a mess. Inst- instruments of death is what I was going for, but I said yeah. weapons of death. Weapons would have been enough, anyways. But they're the <laughs> nicest people on the ship. Like they're so nice to everybody, yeah. and, the, and you know, blah blah blah. He he did that intentionally. He was talking about it in an interview. Do yeah, you and you know, to what go, go. you go. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, they all sucked. Yeah. But to your point, I never felt like, oh, these are just like the blatantly the worst, most terrible people mm-hmm. who just are, you know, just the absolute, there's no redeeming qualities at all. It just shows, in my opinion, like how, how unaware they are. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how kind of caught up in their own, like, reality, uh, they are, and it's one of those things where it's like, like, uh, is it? Um, I don't know her name, but the the blonde, she's like the head uh, hospitality person. What's her name? Uh, Therese. Therese. I think. So like, <laughs> I th- I th- I thought Therese was the one who couldn't speak. No, you're right. It's um, <coughs> it's uh, Paula. 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 Okay. So Paula's like. The super energetic and like she really just wants to make it the best experience for the guests, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, she's so blinded by that and so absorbed mm-hmm. that that when we fast forward to Abigail, when Abigail does like essentially capitalism one oh one and like with the octopus and it's just like I've done the work, I receive yeah. more. Abigail I mean uh, uh Paula's like why like wait what? Like why why do you Claim to get more, like why should you get more? And she it, she it can't like register in her brain in, in her mind that like she keeps saying you're just a toilet manager like you know and it's just like that's the point that's the whole premise of what Abigail's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the but same yeah, time, yeah, what what Abigail and we're jumping all over the place. We should go to that's fine. we should go to Act Two, I think. But we can talk about this. Um, what Abigail's doing is is not a good thing. Yeah. Right, not at all. Of course. Uh, so Abigail is uh, a, like a, a maid on the boat. She cleans toilets, and then when she is presented with power, she abuses it. Mm-hmm. That's like the the whole premise of the not the whole premise, but like one big theme in 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 the film is that those who are in position to abuse power like consistently do in this in this yeah. in this movie, you know. So. Yeah. Which we'll get to that. So act two, they get on the boat. Um, <laughs> we meet the Russian. What's his name? Dimitri. Dimitri. Uh, yeah, this was just 
it's just so much. I really enjoy, like, I don't know. I enjoyed, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Should mm-hmm. we just get to the elephant in the room and where things just go crazy? Well, I mean, I don't want to skip over, like, 40 minutes of the movie because there's a lot okay. that happens before that. Well, lead me, sir. You want to talk about them swimming? Like, the insistence, like, the... What's her name? The She's one. That, she's like the one person that we see that actually dies. Um, oh, you're talking about Vera. Yeah, where she's telling the one of the crew members to like get mm-hmm. in the hot tub or whatever, and it goes on for like ten minutes, where she's just like, "Oh no, I can't," you know. Oh, you know, and then she's just like, "No, no," and she's like, "Are you saying? Are you saying no to me?" And right. it's just this whole thing. And the next thing you know, the entire crew they're insisting on them going swimming. Well, but hold um, on, let's back up because. Okay. <laughs> No, we're, yeah, getting, we're getting please. ahead of ourselves here, I think, <laughs> because we need to talk about uh, the, our introduction to the yacht is the crew, like the, I guess the, like, you know, the servers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're having this the meeting uh, and they're and they're all saying like, or uh, Paula is saying, I don't give a shit what they ask for. You don't say no. You say yes. We mm-hmm. need to make a good impression. I don't care what time it is. If they want the you know sunbathing roof to be raised, we raise it. You know, blah 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 blah. Right. They so want illegal drugs. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Whatever they want, give it to them. Essentially. So that sets the stage a little bit. Uh, in addition to that, I mean, we, 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 I mean, we see right from the get-go that all of the people on the boat are uh, making demands of the staff, like uh, Carl Carl going up and saying, hey, uh, there's a guy on the deck without a shirt on, Yeah, uh, a crewman. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but there's a guy out here without a shirt on. You know? And he gets and he's, fired, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets fired, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just Carl's... Not even the fact that Carl is like jealous that Yaya was talking to somebody else. The first thing he says during that scene is, are you talking to the crew? Yeah. Like that's below them, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, which yep. is, I, 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 I'm not a fan of that, you know. But now we can get to the 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 specific scene that you're talking about. It opens up with uh, Vera. She's talking to one of the stewardesses, or you know, uh, mm-hmm. and she she's basically telling her like, I think we're all equal. I think we should be able to do what we want. Uh, you are equal to me. And it's it's already a juxtaposition because one person is serving the other person champagne while they're in a hot tub, right? Yeah. Then the person that's in the hot tub is demanding <laughs> demanding that the 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 server has fun, <laughs> which like is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that that's the that whole problem. that's that's a common thing, not just in movies, but like in life where it's like again, again, it's just this complete control. unawareness. Unawareness like and like the, the, the need of control to be like have a good time. Have a good fucking and time. We, yeah, and what's funny is that, like, I don't even think that if you ask Vera, uh, do you need control, she'd probably say no. She probably wouldn't even recognize. Well, sure. That kind of that. It's just, but it's the assumption that she can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The saying, like, oh, then, because because of who I am, like, I can tell you to do something. Yeah. And be totally... I'm not going to say innocent about it, but non-malicious. You can be non-malicious and still not be innocent um, and not realize what she's doing. And there's nothing... The only thing that's, I would say, more frustrating than, I guess, 
the inequality is somebody who's on the higher end of that inequality telling the lower person that we're the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're on the same page. We're on the same level. And it's like you right. you just don't want to s- you don't want to look at things realistically and feel guilty about anything that you've ex- that you've done or That's right. like feel that conviction. And it can go to almost any realm of life. Mm-hmm. Not just socioeconomic stuff. Being like like there's there's something where it's like this and this is just as I'm trying to say on theme with like you know money and like that sort of class stuff where I saw a thing where it's like there's there's people in in not just in the world but in the U.S. who could give every citizen of the of the U.S. a million dollars and still mm-hmm. be a billionaire. Okay. And it's yeah. just like and I'm I'm not saying someone should or shouldn't but it's like you have to look at that in question and be like, huh, what would you do if you literally had that much money? Mm-hmm. That you could give three hundred million people a million dollars, and still be a billionaire. Well, would you tell them like we're on the same page, like we're on the same level? Because but, you're not. But are you on the same level? If I don't know, we're getting into a conversation that is gonna yeah, that's you know, that's uh, very different. But think about think about um, Abigail with with the octopus, and you know she keeps half of it and distributes the other half to everyone else, and they don't think that's fair. So in your thought experiment, if if a billionaire, like a literal billionaire, gave a million dollars to everybody and still had, like, the majority of the wealth, would people be happy? Well, so that's that's even, yeah, like, that's part of that conversation is saying, like, that's how crazy of a question it is that you could give that much away and still have 99% mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of everything. Um but also, like, there I also are people, don't know if like, that's true. Like, every if you gave everyone a million dollars, like, that. Well, I'm saying, like, if <laughs> there's three hundred thirty, <laughs> I don't know what the, what the consensus <laughs> is, but if there's three hundred million people, yeah, and then you gave all of them a million dollars, you're like over trillions. Think about it. Three hundred million times a million. Let's do the math. Hold on, let me pull up the calculator. Oh, I guess you're right. The math is wrong, and that isn't it. Uh huh. Three hundred million times one million would be oh the calculator doesn't even want to do it we got (laughs) (laughs) is it like to the 85th power or something like that no it's it it's uh 300 trillion dollars okay so maybe not 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 a million but you could give them quite a big sum of money okay yeah and so but then there there is the perspective of saying like well you know like abigail said and then we'll get back to the crazy scene on part two where it's saying like Mm -hmm. i i did all of this so I, do I deserve more? Like, where does that, that's, and this comes back to the captain, I don't know his name, the captain and Dimitri of the, what does he say? It, it's a it's a Russian capitalist and an American communist, is that what they say? Yeah. Um, and so it's like, well, what's fair? You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. are you reading? You seem like you're, you're deep in thought. I'm doing, I'm doing some math real quick. Give me one okay. second. I'm beginning to feel that wherever I saw this example, it was dreadfully wrong. I'm doing the world GDP divided by the world population. And if you do that, the world GDP, so like the worth, this is a, obviously it's an estimate, right? But the worth of the entire world and divide it by the population, another estimate of the entire world. Uh, each Haven't we hit eight, 
eight billion? Is that what it is? We're not at eight billion yet. We're well, maybe we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we are. This estimate is from twenty twenty one. But still, let's do okay. the math. Let's do yeah, the math. Yeah. Let's just you know these two numbers because they're, you know uh, each person on Earth would have twelve thousand dollars. Wow. So that's wild. <clears throat> well, then that's well that's even more to the point, I guess, of of this film in the sense where it's like. What's the answer to that then? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, uh, this whole thing culminates with the entire crew being told that they have to go swim. Yeah. Have, have to. Um, right. Chefs, we see, everybody. We see this the scene of like the head chef getting the phone call saying like, hey guys, all right. You gotta go swim, and he says a line that becomes crucially important later. You know the food's gonna go bad. He says, "Well, yeah, the food's gonna go bad," but and they're like, "Doesn't matter, go swim." Mm-hmm. So they all go swim. Meanwhile, the captain's been in his room for like two days, right? He's like an alcoholic. Uh, he's depressed because he is a communist, or maybe he's a socialist. One or the other. He says both, but. He's, I think he says socialist more, but he does say but, he's communist. But he's the captain of a fucking yacht that's filled with rich people. That their yeah. their only job is to like do whatever the hell they want, and so he's yeah. he's conflicted, and so he's an alcoholic. Continue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he finally comes out, but there's another, seemingly small thing that becomes big where they go to talk to him like for the second or third time and saying, "Hey, we got to do the captain's dinner, captain's dinner," and he's like, "Well, okay, whatever. I don't want to do it." Let's do it Thursday. And she's like, no, 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 any day but Thursday. He said, Thursday's fine. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, there's going to be a storm Thursday. They're like, there's a st- bad weather thir- Thursday. Not Thursday. And he says, okay, Thursday it is. So all of these things, these two seemingly unrelated uh, paths converge on not, Thursday night. Not unrelated at all. I knew where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. And uh, they have this super elaborate fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's there. And they have these. It, it it's like they the 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 meals came from the menu. These super yep posh and luxurious dishes that you know one looks like just clear Jello or whatever you know it's just this crazy stuff. Meanwhile, the captain has a burger and fries. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like all that fancy shit. He says. <laughs> yeah, they start dining. It's. The storm's rocking. They're like standing, like side. You know, they're like leaning over. You know what I'm saying? They're having mm-hmm. to keep their balance. Um, and they serve this food that has presumably gone bad because they'll have to stop and go swimming. Right. And then within a few minutes, I mean, it's really quick. One guy gets up and throws up, and it's funny because he's in the background. It's like somebody in the background gets gets up and like throws up. They're soft. They're out of focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also the guy that gets up and is visibly sick. Uh, goes outside and then, like, as they're trying to have like their cute little conversation, the throw up you comes see the, the throw window. up hitting the window. I think it was when uh, uh, Carl and Yaya were like, "So what do y'all do?" And they were like, "Oh, we uh, we yeah, sell things that have stabilized the world, and, like blah blah blah." Oh, what products are those? Hand grenades and landmines, you know. Yes. And then you just see throw I up. Our <laughs> I believe our our biggest one was the hand grenade. <laughs> um, but. And I, you know, I loved that because it was, it, again, it was not calling attention to. It, it was like, oh God, something happened. Mm-hmm. And they're probably thinking, oh, it's it's a rocky night. It's probably seasickness. You know, they're they're just seasick. Right. And then it just escalates, man. It escalates and, very whew, quickly. This, whew. 
the second the second part of this film was like um, uh, uncut gems to me because it was just it was very intense, or it just felt like things were escalating. You know, you've got the uh, uh, Paula who's trying to keep all this shit together, and it's just not going well. <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And then like this is the 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 climax, I would say, where there's people throwing up into the little serving dishes and just throwing up like projectile into the air. Meanwhile, uh, the captain, Woody Harrelson, is just eating his burger, watching people throw up, just like, Jesus, yeah. she's not doing well. Take her out of here, you know? Yeah. And Dimitri, uh, who can also hold his own on a boat, apparently. Maybe they didn't, maybe Dimitri didn't eat the food. And maybe, yeah, maybe we know not. that Woody didn't eat the food. The captain didn't eat the food. So maybe that's what it was. Yep. But uh, and then uh, Jarmo was sitting like I think that's where we first see Jarmo. He's he's sitting next to the captain, I believe, in his like tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not actually, when we know, we first meet we Jarmo s- because we see we him. He he like tries to hit on uh, Yaya and the other. Mm-hmm. Is that like Dimitri's daughter or? I that's I guess so because Vera is his wife, right? Yeah, but she, that that blonde that blonde woman was there with with. Dimitri and Vera, so. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then just, God, it just goes nuts, man. There's goes insane. There's little puking shit everywhere. Just like. Yes. <laughs> just, it's just everywhere. Goodness gracious. And someone has a, a heart attack and they have to get the defibrillator out. We, it's yeah. a, I guess we assume that that person dies. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We don't see them again. Well, it's funny because, like, that's happening. It's this like wide shot of them leaving the dining room, mm-hmm. and he's laying on the ground, getting the the defib on him. People are just like walking around him, like throwing up and yeah. stumbling around, and just like paying no attention. Um, there is one. Then sorry, there is no. It's fine. There is one shot of Vera where she throws up, and it's one continuous shot. Throws up again drinks champagne, and then throws up a third time. And I'm thinking, practically, they gave her something to make her throw up, like, realistically, and she's just, like, vomiting. You know, like, it wasn't like she was just holding something in her mouth and, like, spit it out kind of situation. Must have, must have. Because she was just violently vomiting for, like, a minute and a half, and the camera was just on her the the entire time. Yeah, unless it was just some really good CGI. Mm, maybe. Which may maybe. Um maybe. I've been watching videos about the, the CGI in Avatar and it's insane. It's like oh mo- yeah, I would most of the time, even when there's like humans on the screen, only like little bits of the humans are real and everything else is CG. Yeah, it's wild, dude. But um Yeah. You that one should be a shoe in for best visuals <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um then w- and this is where it starts, I mean, at least for me, I was like, what in God's name? Like, what is happening? And it's it's literal shitting on the luxury of the yacht. Like, mm-hmm. it's very much, it's that part's not subtle, at least to me. At least that's what I got from it. I was like, oh, this like this, they're taking a shit on the excess of it. But then we have Dimitri and the captain get hammered. Yeah, they're and doing have a the very spirited, a very spirited economic system debate on the, on the like intercom. Yeah, they create, they somehow create a podcast shittier than ours on the <laughs> ship. <laughs> and and uh, our podcast is great. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh goodness, but yeah, they have a very spirited conversation on the intercom, 
Then the power goes out because they're trying to fix it. Um, or the, they're not trying to fix it. They're trying to get them off the air, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the, all the power goes out on the boat, but you can still hear them over the intercom. Is that how intercoms work? I, I don't know. Maybe it's like an analog inter- intercom, but you would still need electricity of some kind I to would transmit think. the signal from yeah. the microphone to the speakers. Anyways, I'm, I'm willing um, to look past that. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, like that was where I was just... It, it almost felt like input, like sensory overload, where I was like, there's so much happening that I mm-hmm. almost like zoned out from it for a second um, see I did not I was aware of everything there was people gross, puking man. shitting while puking at the same time if <laughs> wait I you like cut out for a second did I on, can hear you. yeah but you're good huh uh, let me make sure I got waveforms yeah I got waveforms okay you're fine you're um, I was just saying there's if you've ever been in a situation where you are Shitting your guts out and puking at the same time. It is it is horrifying. Awful. And and that's what they one of the bathrooms even has one of those little bidets or uh, the little like butt washing stations. Yeah. You know, and she's like throwing up in that while shitting in the toilet. And then something goes on with the sewage system and it's just like coming up and there's little shit like flooding <laughs> through the entire boat. And meanwhile, all these rich people that aren't afflicted in in the way that they're literally throwing up and pooping, uh like actively are just like helpless, helplessly holding on to the rail for dear life. Well, also keep in mind that right after everyone started getting sick, is it Dimitri gets on the intercom saying the ship's going down? The I wouldn't ship's say going down. I wouldn't say it's right after. It, ma- it it makes it seem like they had been drinking for like a couple hours because they're okay. sloshed. You know? Yeah, maybe. But he says like the ship's going down. Mm-hmm. But it's not a drill. And we're gonna sink. Right. And so people get their like life vests on and they're out. It's like <laughs> Titanic, and just. Poop. The funny just thing like is, the funny thing is, he hops on the mic. He's he's just shit faced, um, and he says, uh, "The ship's going down. The ship's going down. The captain's a communist, or something like that." Yeah. Then the then Woody Harrelson gets on and says, "I'm not a communist." <laughs> he doesn't debunk the ship sinking rumor. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm not a communist." <laughs> um, there's one shot where I think it's towards the end of this whole sequence because I think we cut to like heavy metal music and the crew's trying to clean. Mm-hmm. They have to try and clean this up and they're on their hands and knees scrubbing literal shit yeah. from this carpet. Um, but there's a scene where I was like, this looks like a shot from The Shining. Where like <laughs> the shit's just flowing through the hall? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's a shot from The Shining where like the blood like flows down the stairs uh-huh. and it's just splashing. And then that guy's like sitting on the stairwell and it just comes down. I was like, this looks like <laughs> The Shining, but it's like, Poop. Shit water <laughs> instead of <laughs> blood. I thought oh. it was because like e- even with like the way that 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 the carpet looked, I was mm-hmm. like, this is very. I thought it was really funny. Now, um, do you think that because you were saying that it seemed like this was just shock value, just like do it to do it sort of situation? I think that there's a clever explanation for all this. I mean, you have all these people who are used to getting what they want and are used to everything being perfect and, 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 and being in control of the situation. And they are put in the most vile <laughs> situation they possibly could be in. Yeah. And they have no control, not even over their own body. Uh, uh, they're, they're at the mercy of the crew, essentially, right? Yeah. And I, what's funny is that as this plays out and goes on and we move past the crazy episode of Puke and Poop, mm-hmm. That works very well to me, for for some reason, and I might have to watch it again, and it might be an easier like to 
digest, but um, it just it seemed so outrageous. That well, yeah. It was just like, wait a second, what am I watching? You know, not. I don't know. I mean, it, I I got it. At mm-hmm. least at least it 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 impacted me in a way that made me think a certain way, whether it was what they intended or not. Mm-hmm. Different story. But I was like, okay, like I I guess he was going on here. It just I felt like. I think it was because of like after watching Tar, and there was a very that was a very restrained movie to me. Okay. Which I loved. This was like the other side of the pendulum, in some ways at least. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Uh, no, I mean you can't be. Well, I was gonna say you can't be wrong about your opinion, but some opinions are just wrong. But th- I mean, I don't. <laughs> I think this is more subjective than you're you're, you're thinking, right? I mean, if you didn't yeah. like it, you didn't like it. Um, if you hate this movie, it's fine. I I don't hate this movie. Um, I might have wanted to, uh, but I didn't. There's um, the admission, folks. <laughs> no, that's why I said it. <laughs> uh, but then we like pan out from uh, the boat, and there's <laughs> the pirates. Yeah, that's where I was like, what? Same. Yeah. Um, and the poor old couple, they find <laughs> they find a grenade. And instead of being like, "Oh my God," they go, "Oh look, is this one of ours?" Like she's just holding it. <laughs> well, and then and then uh, Winston reacts, right? Yeah, he he he's like, "Oh no!" It's too late at that point. Um, Let me ask you: Is that massive explosion? Was that the grenade? Because I thought I saw there's a small explosion first, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so that was the grenade. Like they blew the people up. The old couple blew up, and then the boat explodes. Uh, I assume, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a couple different things that could happen. If the explosion got into some sort of pipe and then yeah, like went down to the it. engine room or something, right. Or like whatever. But, um, I also imagine it probably wasn't the only grenade. Right. They yeah. Probably they threw. Mm-hmm. One way or another, the, the ship explodes. Yeah. Big explosion. Most of the people die. Some of them wash up on shore. Um, and then we, who is it? We have Jarmo. Uh, we have Yaya, Car- uh, Carl, Carl, uh, Paula, mm-hmm. Abigail, Therese, Abigail, Therese, and then uh, I don't know his name, but the guy that that Dimitri thinks is 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 it Winston? Is that his name? No, Winston's the grenade guy. Who's the guy that Dimitri thinks is a pirate? Did, 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 did they ever say his name? Nelson. Nelson, maybe. I think it's Nelson. And I think that's it. So explain to me why this part to you was the dip, because it said that there was you were going up and then you dipped. Is the pirates? Is the pirates and the fact that now why? they're on an island and I was like, okay, I thought this was one thing and now it's another thing, you know, which um, didn't work for me at first, uh, but it they, I mean it, they quickly got me back on board with the hierarchy of uh, uh, yeah <laughs> the the. Uh, the hierarchy of power in the uh, <laughs> the. Um, Are you laughing at, at that scene where they're all just like laying there eating chips? No, I'm laughing at Dwayne the Rock <laughs> Johnson right now. The hierarchy. Oh, of <laughs> the hi- oh I missed that for a second. Oh my god. Yeah, the hierarchy of the power uh, shifted <laughs> drastically. Of, of the right? DC universe. Yeah. Is this is this the new DCU? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was the I laughing? Rock at just shows up. <laughs> was I laughing no, at what scene? 
there's that one scene where like they're all like lounging, eating chips. And, oh like, yeah, Abigail's like absolutely. <laughs> she's out in the ocean catching a fish, and uh, she catches and all it. Just chilling. Or, I guess she catches an octopus. They're, yeah, they're sitting there drinking like sparkling water and eating potato chips. You know, just laying there, uh, expecting her to do all the work. And uh, uh, Paula's and like, do y'all know how to make a fire? And they're like, no, I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know how to do any of that shit, right? Um, and they've consistently left Therese behind like four times. <laughs> yeah. You just they hear just her yelling like, just, the same phrase over and over yeah. again. Um, when that like animal cackles and they just like, they dip out and they just leave her. Mm-hmm. And they and they leave her until morning. Like they leave her until like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, the animal's just a donkey. It's nothing to be afraid yeah. of. Oh, goodness. Uh, um, the, the, their affluence was showing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. And what, what's funny is that they're, just the way that they, like, behaved in, like, in, like, I'm, I'm thinking of that scene, of, of the chip scene again. It's not like they're feverishly eating and they're just, like, still scared and worried and just, like. No, they're chilling. They they're literally just they're just chilling, man. Yeah. Like they're just so they're slouched and they're just like just eating casually. Mm-hmm. They literally look like they just maybe walked a, walked kind of far and are kind of tired. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's no urgency. There's no, they're just like and like I think it's Dimitri who's like laying down. Like he's like like one of those like ancient Roman paintings, who's just right. like lounging on a chair, just yeah. you know eating a chip. Yeah, and that's, it's just that's like spot my on. goodness, man. That's spot and on that was and, and really and good. And then that night, you have, um, obviously, Abigail. Uh, I I would do that in this situation. If I had been treated like shit, and I was just like this bottom-level employee, and then I caught an octopus, and I cooked it, and I you know prepared it, and, and no one else helped with anything other than like moving a tree from 10 feet away to, <laughs> to, yeah. to make the fire. Um, hell yeah, I'm eating more than, than they are. Uh, but they're all like aghast you know they're like what do you mean uh uh and dimitri realizes that his money is no good here because he's like Mm -hmm. oh i you know i'm rich i can make your life so much better once we get back and abigail's like bitch no i'm i am the captain now you know like literally um Um, they offer like the rolexes you mm -hmm. know the watches everything um i think dimitri's i think he even says like oh yeah there's that saying you know uh, each according to their ability, and then each according to their need. Mm-hmm. So do what you can, and then you can, and then get what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like none of them actually do that, right? Um, because whether or not they know, and this is kind of how it how it, how it it begins. Whether or not they know, they can they can still do things. They can be taught. They can be told. But again, coming back to that one scene, there's like this assumption of like, oh, it'll get taken care of. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to lay here. I want to point something out because uh, I guess how quickly people are to throw out their preconceived ideologies when they're put in a situation like that, when uh, Mm -hmm. a different ideology would benefit them. So Dimitri is like like pro-capitalism. He's like this Russian oligarch who just has all this money from selling shit, right? And yep. he's he's going to, to literally, battle. Literally, he sells shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to battle with the captain of the ship about you know communism and um, Marxism, right? Mm. For from each according to his ability to each according to his needs is a Karl Marx quote. So yep. like he he just he he abandons his ideology and he's like no 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 <laughs> we should we should do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it would benefit him in that situation right. 
Yes. And exactly. I would, and I, I know I'm jumping the gun here, but uh, at the very end, they're given an opportunity for escape. I don't want to get too much into it, but I think that Abigail realizes that if that happens, things are going to go back to the way that they were, and she's not going to be the yes. one in power anymore, right? Exactly. And so, yep. equally, she's not willing to go back to the old way. Uh, but anyways, we we'll get there in a little bit because there's some other yep. stuff. There's some sex, some selling of of sexual favors for pretzels yes. and. So long story short, Abigail like establishes this new hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's a captain, uh, and it seems like you know like the, the she kind of takes the women and they kind of are kind of building this society. Right. It's never really said how long they're there, but they're there long enough. Um, they catch the fish and then. The big thing that kind of sparks it all is uh, Carl and Nelson, I think is what his name, steal some pretzels from her bag. Mm-hmm. So she says, y'all can't have any dinner because you guys ate my pretzels. Um, and then I, you know, we cut to dinner. They're all having fish and Carl and Nelson are not. And Abigail sitting next to Yaya, and Carl keeps looking, like, Yaya keeps looking at Carl, and he's, mm-hmm. like, st- has a smirk on his face, smiling, which I, I assumed was he was trying to get Yaya to give him some food. Yeah. But I actually guess he was flirting with, 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 yeah, but I think he was flirting with Abigail, maybe. No. No. No? What happened was... You think so? What happened was, I know exactly what happened. Tell me. Uh, Carl was trying to get some food from his boo-boo. Because yep. he wasn't getting any, he thought he could just use his looks because that's what he's done his whole life is use his looks yep. to get free shit. I mean, they talk about it earlier. So he's trying mm-hmm. to use his looks to get free shit. Uh, uh, Yaya's not having any of it. She's she's done with him because she, he's not going to help her influence anymore. Even though like she still sort of like drags him along, like they're still in a relationship, and she doesn't want him to do anything with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Abigail sees this dynamic between them. She sees you know Yaya storm off. Uh, and says, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can get Yaya in line by fucking her boyfriend, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And so that's, that's, she walks off to the, to the lifeboat and says, uh, and by the way, you can come sleep with me in here tonight since you didn't get any food. But it's obvious to everyone what's going on. And then she's giving him, like, pretzels. Pretzels for their sex, yeah. Yeah, which he gives to Yaya. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, at first at least, Yaya justifies it within reason because she's like on the beach. She's like, fine, I'll take the pretzels. Just don't do anything, you know? Right. Um, but then we have this like, almost like this little montage where it, I'm not sure how long it, 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 it lasts, but it's a very, it's like an open secret where like they're sleeping with each other mm-hmm. to get extra food and everyone's kind of making fun of them. And he's like, you know, embarrassed and, you know, like, oh, I don't want to, whatever. Yeah. But they're also kind of building this society. Um, they kill the donkey, which mm-hmm. is, Ugh. Awful, awful scene. Yeah. Um, and they but, start talking uh, about high art, <laughs> but it's just cave paintings. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. And they, have, they still have somehow have, like, champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, so this all culminates in this. And this was funny. That I, was, I was watching this, and I kind of saw where I was going, and I was like, this ends in 10 minutes. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, where is this going to go? Uh, the first hint at it is... Um, Therese is sitting in her raft, which I guess she's been there for a month yeah. or whatever. You <laughs> just, know? just chilling, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, that's not true, because we actually see... We see her on the her beach playing... On, uh, on the beach with playing, like, checkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and this is... Backgammon, but yeah. Whatever. And then this guy, this, like, vendor <laughs> walks by. 
with just all the like fake Rolexes and Louis Vuitton and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And poor Therese can't say anything, so she can't get him to like understand what's happening. Uh, but that's our first clue, right? right? You're like, oh wait, somebody else might be out here on this island. Um, well, it's pretty clear that they are. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, at, at that point, yes. And then Yaya and uh, Abigail go on a hike. Uh, Yaya and wants to go on a hike by herself, and Abigail goes with her because she's the dominant one. She needs to, you know, think about what that would do psychologically to Carl, who has just had a conversation, and in, 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 in Abigail's like, let's tell them the truth, which, let me tell you, Hunter, I don't care if I'm on an island. I don't care if I'm about to die. If I was in that situation... <laughs> You're not getting the truth out of me. It's it's not going to happen. How do you mean? How do you mean? That you're doing that for pretzels? Yeah, if I'm doing that for pretzels, I don't care what people think. I'm not admitting it. <laughs> you know? It's not it's not an option. Even though okay. it's the worst kept secret in, in all the island? Uh, <laughs> well, it was, just, it was just like when she was like, did you guys take the pretzels? And they're like, no. 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 Okay, I might admit that. I might be like, yeah, I was fucking hungry. I took well, some no, pretzels. No, I know that. I'm saying like you would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah. Did you think that she was gonna try and kill Yaya? Yeah. When they went on the hike, I was like, she's gonna kill Yaya. That's wh- yeah. where I thought it was going. I did not think yeah. they were going to find the elevator. Uh, I thought that she was just gonna try and kill Yaya, like out on the hike. Yeah, well, that's, you know, what's funny is that, so Hannah watched the end of it with me, you know, towards the end, she was, she put Hollis down, and then she kind of came back towards the end, and I remember she was like, they got to the elevator, um, and I kind of explained, I said, well, this this role's been switched now, you know, Abigail's become the the one in power, she's the toilet manager, you know. Yeah. And literally, the second, um, yeah, yeah, I was like, I found an elevator, There's, it's, it's a luxury resort. Mm-hmm. And I and I love that that she phrased it like that too. It wasn't like, oh, there's a hotel here. She's like, no, there's a right. luxury resort. The second that she said that, I was like, oh, she's not going back. Abigail's right. not going back. Yeah, there's no way. That's right. I was like, she's gonna kill her, and she's gonna not tell anybody that, that there's keep, a hotel here to keep the current status quo because she's the one yep. in charge, right? Yeah. So, do you think Abigail killed her? Um, I know that the director wanted it to remain. Uh, a mystery, and he wanted the audience to answer that question for themselves. Uh, so, me personally, I don't think she did it because I feel like if she was in that um, that mindset and it was going to happen, she wouldn't have started Waited. crying and she wouldn't have hesitated. Yeah. Usually, when people hesitate, they they can't go through with it, you know. Um, so, why do you think Carl was running? Uh, do you well, think because they they found out that that it, that they can be, or do you think that maybe they found somebody else? They found the vendor. I think that maybe the vendor walked down to the beach and yeah, and he was trying to go find find them. Maybe uh, it also could be that um, he was running to try and prevent what I anticipated happening in the first place. Like he he was like, oh, that'll probably be okay. And then the more he thought about it, he's like, shit, she's gonna kill Yaya. Yeah. And so he was running to save Yaya, or it could be that, um, you know, at the beginning of the movie, when that cab driver or the 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 limo driver was like, "You got to fight for her," that was like his mm-hmm. moment where he's like, "I gotta go fight for her. Fuck this Abigail girl." 
I mean, if they'd been there for a month, someone else has learned how to catch a fish, right? So you can overthrow. Yeah. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? You like, think so, yeah. Um, so, like, but the the abrupt ending, so many people, so many people are going to hate that. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I, gosh. Oh, yes. I loved it. I. Yeah. That's why I sent the, the, because this is a comedy. Crying. Crying, and laughing. Yeah, the crying, laughing. Emoji. I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is awesome!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I, I, I loved it. Um, yeah. What do you think? Do you think she kills him? I, uh, she kills for some her? reason, I, I don't think she does. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, uh, but I'm not sure. Like I, it was him running that through me, maybe. But if she killed her. Why would he be running? Would he be like running away? He wouldn't be running to try and find her. She's dead. Um, my guess is that maybe it's the timelines are different. Maybe right when they left, they found a vendor and they realized, oh, we're saved. And he was trying to find them. Maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could go either way. I see that as kind of, it's obviously, it's like a Schrodinger's cat kind of deal. Um, but there's a, there's a couple of little more things that I want to just mention. And then we got to uh, wrap it up on this because we got other stuff to talk about. But. Um, I love the small little details, like when Carl found the cologne, and he was yeah. like, "Oh no way!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. <laughs> He's obviously like, not in the survival mindset yet because yeah. he doesn't find food. He doesn't find anything that can help them in any meaningful way. He finds some cologne. Yeah, or um, when Dimitri finds Vera's body and like is crying and takes off her jewelry and saves mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Those were like those were. Which I that, mean, they're a bit more obvious. That could have been just like mementos of my dead wife. It could have been yeah. that, right? It didn't read like that to me, at least. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. Um, so the wreckage that they've that uh, Carl finds is so well settled that I find it hard to believe that that could have been from their ship. Because think about it; it's yeah. not until like two days later that the bodies start washing up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that was evidence that there was a resort on the other side of the island. Yeah, maybe. You know what yep. I mean? Uh, which is a cool little little. Because there's also a bunch of like styrofoam coolers and stuff, and I don't remember any of that being on the the boat that they were on. That's true. Um, But anyway, anything else as we? Yeah, there was something that I wanted to. This can give some context to the ending. Um, So I can't remember the name of the. You know, it was a play or a movie that the the director Ruben watched, and it presented like a real human dilemma to the to the main character of like you can do this and probably come out on top you know financially or whatever or you can do this which is like the right thing to do and like what do you do in that situation mm-hmm. and he th- that was the inspiration for the like holding the rock you know and, and about to kill yaya uh but also this the the third act of this this film is like a kind of a carbon copy of a, a play, a 1902 play, which the director didn't acknowledge this at all, but it, it is if you look at the, the mm-hmm. synopsis of the play, where these rich people crash land on an island and the one person with practical knowledge who was like a peasant uh, uh, becomes the, the leader. And mm-hmm. they eventually find, like they hear gunfire from a ship and the leader of the group is the one that can signal them like with a flare or something, right? And uh, he has this dilemma of like, do I do it or do I stay here where I'm like in charge? 
in that play, he he shoots the flare, and they go back, and, and there's like a fourth act to that play, and it, everything goes back to normal, and it kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> we cut it off at that point, yeah. right? So anyways, I just I thought that was some interesting context. Yeah. It was actually a criticism yeah. that that play is so similar to the third act of this film, but it wasn't mentioned at all. It seems like, yeah. You know, I guess it could be coincidence, but people were upset that... Uh, yeah, I can see know, why, I would imagine. That happened. So. Well, Zach, we have an important question to answer. Yes, the answer is yes. Yeah? What would you rate this as far as, like, give it a rating out of 100? I think it's a... Uh, <laughs> I know I'm going to get flamed. Well, maybe not. Uh, I think it's like a 92. Like I, uh, This is an A okay. for me. I, th- I, I really liked it. Is it 71%, right? 72% critic, 71% audience score. Yeah. I'd give it like an 85 for me. Okay. All right. But it, it yes, in fact, it is good. Yep. Uh, but let's segue real quick, we'll, and we'll do a couple because I know that we're going over, but we've done that in the past like four episodes. Uh, every movie sucks. Every movie sucks. Every movie sucks. These should be fun. Every movie uh, sucks. The worst. Here ba, we ba, go. Ba, 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 ba. Um. <laughs> this, is, this is from Yay Yay. Yay Yay, half star. You just can't look me right in the eyes and say, this is one of the best movies of the year for sure. I fucking dare you. I'll break your legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking for one. So you do another one if you found one. Half star. Alan Wayne Myers, unwatchable. Oof. Wow. I can't give you a zero, so I give you a one. That's from Cheese and Joiner. <laughs> Stevie says, damn, girl, just split the fucking bill. This is from Cat Epps, M-M's, half star. This movie is why I say that I, this movie is why I struggle to watch any movies that aren't comedies. Okay, that's interesting. I finished watching this movie and was in the worst mental state than w- in, a, in a worse mental state than when I started. Interesting. Hmm. This is a comedy. I've got one more, but you can go one. You go one. I'm gonna go one. Go one. Uh, <laughs> McKenna, half star. One of the most pretentious, boring, and stupid movies I've ever watched. This shit sucked. If this wins, if this wins best picture, I'll kill myself in protest. That got a little unnecessarily dark. Please don't do that, but you're also incorrect. <laughs> um, Ayo says, new beautiful poop cinema just dropped. A bit <laughs> sprawling, but always at full steam. So visually engaging. Love the performances. Very fun. And yes, full of poop. Great poop cinema. <laughs> uh, so I guess <laughs> this person's into that. I want to see <laughs> I want to see what else they've reviewed. <laughs> see what theirs is? This person said, my triangle of sadness was extremely prominent while I watched this. <laughs> Um, I had one more. Uh, Not about an emo three-way, but still good. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's good. Um, One thing that we haven't mentioned that I was sad to to hear about because I thought that uh, Charles B. Dean did a wonderful job. She's Yaya in the film. So Mm -hmm. uh, in August of last year, she, she passed away. Uh, she oh, I didn't even... Oh, okay, I see. I got you. Yeah, she had... Uh, I forgot about that. I remember reading that. Complications. I think it was sepsis, and she passed away, like, before the film released, I think, um, which just sucks. There were a lot of people... I mean, she had been doing things for years, but uh, there were people already saying, like, this was going to be her breakout role. Uh, 
So that that really yeah, sucks. That sucks. That's sad. Um, dang, I told because I'm I remember reading about her and I, I for some reason didn't put two and two together. Mm. Um, well, that is sad. It's a solemn way to end it. But there you go. That is triangle of sadness. Yeah, I couldn't find a, a, a place to put it in there. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's that's yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but oh, right, also. No, go on. I just want to mention, uh, because not many film or no other film has done this because we're still in this review cycle, but this film won the Palme d'Or, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, at the Keynes Film Festival, which a lot of people say is like uh, the only award below an Oscar for like Best Picture. It's like second oh, place. Wow. Um, so maybe not everybody. Don't be like, oh, actually, this film's better, but or <laughs> this, this award's better, uh, but... Um, Anyways, so it, it has gotten recognition internationally. We'll see. We'll see what happens at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so on to news shindigs. Shindigs, news. News, 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 news. I don't have much today because I've just, frankly, I've just been slacking. But uh, here we go. We got our first uh, reactions to Ant-Man Quantumania are, like, apparently pretty good. Um, pretty good or, like, good? It's, it's, I've read that it's been, like, Jonathan the Majors does a good, good job as Kang, and it's like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. It's good enough that there's already a fourth Ant Man apparently in the works, so that's happening. Okay. Uh, we also are getting a Toy Story five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I haven't seems seen. I haven't seen three or four. I'll be honest. I saw, <laughs> I've seen three and four not consecutively because I watched them with Hollis, so I saw them in like ten minute chunks. And they're okay. F- they're good, you know. Yeah. But. Um, we get our first official poster for the Flash, and I'll come back to the Flash in a minute. Okay. Uh, we get our first look at Brie Larson and Jason Momoa in Fast 10. Hold uh, up. Brie Larson yeah. and Jason Momoa are in Fast 10. Fast we probably mentioned 10. that, and I just... Have they been in other Fast movies, or...? No, it's the first one. This is their first speedy movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speedy, speedy movie. Uh, we're getting a live-action Spider-Man noir show that is being developed by Amazon Prime. And it's not going to have be Peter Parker. It's going to be set in the 1920s. I don't Spider-Man Noor, if, if you guys don't know who that is, he's got some comics. He was in, Nicolas Cage played him in Across the Spider, no, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Who, does everybody have the rights to Spider-Man? Yeah, it's, I. Like, Marvel does it, Sony's doing it, Amazon Prime's doing it. Anyway. And then we're going to wrap it up on some uh, DC stuff because that's still kind of, a you know, mm-hmm. the aftermath. Uh, apparently, James Gunn pissed off some Warner Brothers execs because he was so honest about the state of the DC universe and how the former leadership was uh, shitty, as he said. Okay. Good. I guess there's some carryovers from the old regime who are still there. Apparently, didn't like that because he was honest <laughs> and said the last management did a terrible job. Yeah. Um, other news is that apparently... He had he finally responded to the sell the Snyderverse to Netflix hashtag. Mm-hmm. The Snyder fans have been wanting them to sell. That's not how IPs work or whatever. And he came out and said, it's not well, going to happen. It by sounds the like it is because there's so many fucking Spider-Man yeah, maybe. places. But, uh, but he said, uh, Zach and I have spoke. We're friends. And he has called to express his support of the new DCU. So that made Snyder fans very, very angry. And then the biggest one is that the Flash trailer drops in about four hours. Uh, apparently, coming sooner than that ones. because it's going to be pre-game and the game oh, okay. is at six thirty. So okay, 
So there you go. Drop soon. Um, and then there's been some crazy rumors going on about Batman and what's been happening in The Flash, and that is that the rumors that they have cut out Michael Keaton and Supergirl from the ending. They're still in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they cut them out of, of the ending, and there's going to be a cameo from an old, uh, from a, a someone from an old DC film, at the end of the Flash, that is going to I guess establish that the, the Ezra Miller's Flash is still trying to get back to his original universe. I guess they said that implies that he can travel universes now, which we all know is going to come into play in about seven or eight years about multiverse stuff. It has been all but confirmed by James Gunn that it is going to be none other than George Clooney's Batman which I think is hilarious. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. But James Gunn himself has confirmed that George Clooney is not going to be the Batman of the DCU. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, someone Batman, 30, 30 years old. The Batman old. Of, of the DCU is going to be around early 30s. Which takes out uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal from Contention. It takes I, out I would want him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the ones that... Uh, so you... Took over the Twitter account and followed all these fucking DC accounts. So I, I see all this DC shit when I'm trying to look at movie news, um, like real movie news. And uh, so <laughs> uh, he's one of the ones that people have been wanting is is Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman. Yeah, I say find him unknown. But anyway, that's all the news that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Zach, do you have any sports minutes? I we're coming we're coming back to the Braves because spring training uh, pitchers report tomorrow, right? I, nice. I think right I'm pretty yeah, sure they re- they report pitchers and catchers report tomorrow, which is really cool. So hopefully we'll be getting some news about like Mike Soroka soon because uh, yeah. he hasn't been on a mound in a meaningful way since 2019. Um, Crazy. There were rumors that Ronald Acuna was very upset with the organization and he was demanding a trade. Uh, that's bullshit. That's just someone on yeah. Twitter. Just you know, um, the Braves are. World Series favorites right now. They have a 12% chance to win the World Series. Uh, so the highest? Yes. Th- yeah, they're the World Series wow. favorite. They're the favorites. That's awesome. Um, Shut the, up. I got it. <laughs> the, next, the, the next team with the, hi- the, the highest chance to win is the Mets with 10.9% wow. chance. Wow. Um, the Phillies are not in the top 10, which is interesting because they've improved a lot. And I think the Phillies scare me more than the, the Mets do this, the Mets? this season, just personally. Uh, because the Mets, the Mets, can I rant about the Mets for just like 30 seconds? Yeah. All last year, they had the best pitchers. Like it was known that their pitchers were just lights out, right? Pitchers have a bad night. So, you know, you can't ex- expect uh, DeGrom or Scherzer to, you know, win every single game. Uh, their problem was not their pitching. Their problem was their bats. They couldn't, <laughs> they could not produce yep. runs on a consistent basis. They did next to nothing to improve that. Uh, they just, replace their pitchers or they you know they bolstered their their bullpen and their starting rotation so their pitchers are going to be lights out again but if they can't hit it's not gonna it's gonna be no different for them you know they're gonna lose like one nothing two and two to one that kind of stuff yeah exactly um which the braves have been there in 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 like a couple years ago i felt like the braves could not generate runs and it wasn't until maybe like 2020 the the covid season where it felt like we were finally generating some runs you know and it's I just agree. M- it's more fun that way, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. So anyways, uh, that's exciting. Uh, that doesn't, obviously, uh, the fact that the Braves are getting national attention probably means that we're going to sputter and, 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 yeah. <laughs> and die. But 
When you're uh, from Atlanta, you know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah, there's my uh, there's my Braves minute. Well, cool. That was very brave of you. Thanks. I haven't said that in a long time. It's the bravest very thing brave I've done all week. It's the bravest thing I've is. done so far this year, right? Yeah. There you go. All right. Time for whiskey shots. Run, Zach. Go. Make make haste. Shadow facts. Source the meaning of haste. Um, you know, I just want to say I was talking to Hannah the other day, and we were talking about our pets. I have great pets. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. I have wonderful dogs. I just want to say that, damn, I miss that cat. Yeah, I miss Whiskey, I too. I miss her. I miss her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to I just, you know, I have, I found a picture of her on my phone, and I saved it so I can, like, see it every time I open up photos. Yeah. And so I miss that sweet girl. So this is to Whiskey. To Whiskey. Again, this is, I'm having my usual crown apple. I'm having Elijah Craig, small batch, 1798. Or seventeen eighty nine rather. It's a whiskey. It's been sitting there for a long time. <laughs> All right, Zach, where can they find us? <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at B I I G Podcast. You can email us at B I I G Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh 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 OnlyFans at <laughs> but is it good podcast? We do not have an OnlyFans. <laughs> it's brand new. We just started it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh yes, you can follow me at Hunter Callahan Music. You can follow Zach at Zach to the number future. No, mm-hmm. wait, Zach to the number T H A the Future dot three one. Yep. Uh please say hello, like, subscribe. I do an Ant Man. Uh listen, I'm saying this for myself too. This the first half of this first few months year and a half oh my God. First month and a half of the year has been slam busy. We have a lot of stuff that we want to try and do this year yep. uh, to try and grow the podcast. And so thanks for hanging in there with us. Thanks for listening as always. Um, we appreciate it. And uh, we, yeah, we're going to, we, we're, 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 we're going strong. We yep. got some big plans with two eyes. B I I G big plans. Get big it. That's the plans. Podcast. And we got big you moods go. and big moods. Yep, and if you follow us yep. on OnlyFans, we're going to send big nudes. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> big nudes. Don't look for us on OnlyFans. We're not on there. Um, all right, cool. We'll see you guys next week for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Media enjoy the Super Bowl. Deuces. Go team. Go team. Go sports. Go, team. <laughs> Go sports. All right, see ya. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.